0: Welcome to the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. What's up, good people? Welcome to episode 20 of the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. do y'all really know what that means when i say that the holistic pursuit of health and wellness because that's what we're trying to do right is that's what life is an ongoing journey of pursuing health and wellness holistically how do you do it holistically there are three pieces mind body and spirit so Today, I'm going to piss some people off because, you know, it's just so easy to do nowadays. Everyone is sensitive and everyone wants to be told what they like to hear. Um, Everyone wants to be complacent in being average or doing less. Everyone is marshmallow soft. Everyone is... What is it? What's the word? Triggered? Is that the new buzzword now? And um, whatever. I can't relate. I have no point of reference for for any of that. So I can only do me the way I know how to do me. So today I want to talk about why you deserve to be sick. (gasps) Oh my God why would you say such a thing let me elaborate so when i look up the word deserve when you look at let's see one of the synonyms of deserve is earn so let's rephrase that let's talk about why you have earned your sickness and your illness or your disease whatever it is you And it's still not going to fly with a lot of people because any time you reference self-accountability or some level of self-responsibility when it comes to a person experience adverse things in their lives, we're not going to accept it. Nope. It has to be. It's either God's will. It's either the devil or what else is it just evil just just evil people like we have no role it is everyone else's fault we have i don't even know why we even here because we haven't done anything it's either the guy's doing it or the devil's doing it and that's it so I, I don't even know it's almost like we're robots and so i'll spend it to myself i love using myself as a case study Love using myself as the example. So I'll, I'll speak to the former rook. Hey girl. Let me tell you why you deserved to be sick. Well. First of all. You deserve to be sick. Because you believed in sickness. Yep. You believe. That certain things will bring about illness and sickness. And the power in that belief alone brought sickness into your life. I'm speaking to me now. I'm speaking to me. So you deserved that sickness. You also deserve your sickness because you didn't take the time to know who you were. So you were very stressed. Life was kicking your ass. You didn't know how to positively release that stress. So that stress began to take a toll on your body in ways that you had no idea was happening. You couldn't see it. It was going on in the inside. There was a a slow degradation going on in the inside. Right? You also deserved your sickness. Because you destroyed your temple. You didn't care what you put in your body. You were literally a trash compactor. You ate anything whenever you wanted to, however often you chose to. And so you deserved that sickness. You earned it, it was rightfully yours. There's a formula to this thing. <laughs> there is a formula you know people call me and I really just wish people stopped calling me because is I can't give you a fake version I used to be able to kind of just go along let people just ride on whatever it is I, I think sometimes I still can depending on what it is but when it comes to this health thing I can't mince words really So when you call me and you are, you know, devastated because you have found out some diagnosis. And it seems as though I'm unfazed, Because I am. Why? No, it's not because I'm just an ass. No, it's not just because I'm insensitive. Or I'm not compassionate. Or I'm not loving. No, it's none of those things. First of all, because one... I know what what it takes to bring about illness and disease, and once you know what it what what happens, what causes illness and disease, then you know how to get rid of it. So when if you call me with that, I'm my response is not going to be devastation the way it's def- devastation for you, because it's like why are you tripping? Just fix it. I'm telling you. There is a war for your mind. There is a war for your mind. If you believe, this seems so simple, right? Simplistic. It's just, it's too simple to say your thoughts determine what happens in your life. I know, I get it. I was there. I get it. I promise you, I get it. Like, Rook, so you mean to tell me if I just think better? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, one of the dumbest things that I think that someone can tell you, i.e. a doctor, is that you are more likely to get a disease because it runs in your family. Do you not understand the seeds that you're planting in your mind, in your subconscious? You are accepting that. You are making it likely. You are making that your truth. That because your grandmother got cancer and your mother got cancer and your sister got cancer, that you are highly likely to get that. That is, you are making that your truth. All right. Don't even get me started on this whole genetics thing, because most of it is a bunch of bull crap All right. And the only thing that I will agree with in regard to genetics, you may be genetically more. There is a uh, your your genes. Let's just say are genetically how will we say it. Positioned, so to speak for certain things depending on because we got to understand there there is something called cellular memory so i'm not totally dismissing that the things that your mother did same thing even emotionally like the things that your mother emotionally went through an experience that on, on a on a molecular level that you can quote unquote inherit those things however you are ultimately in control that is no final that is not a put a stamp on it you know what i mean you may have a genetic disposition in regard to um what is it Uh, weight right weight that's not a good example i'm gonna tell you why weight is not a good example because most of us are full of crap and most of us will not be bold enough to say, you know what, when I look around at what, what runs in my family, it really isn't that cancer runs in my family, it's bad habits run in my family. That's what runs in my family, horrible eating habits. I know we talk a lot about food, but I really want to hone into horrible thinking habits. There is, I think I'm a dare to say this. I'll step out on this statement and say, you would do better to work first on your thinking. I shouldn't say first. Right. Because because, you know, it, it works together in regard to what you're eating. But what I'm saying is it doesn't serve you to eat well, but to think. The opposite. Right. So you eat well, you got your little organic, you got your little fruits and vegetables, got your little water. Cool. But at the same time, you still live fearful at the same time, you still live scared. At the same time, you still live a life of defeat, uncertainty. That doesn't serve you. All of those things play a role. Again, I I am not arguing, you know, because there's always an element of science that people want to argue. I I really don't. The only thing that I like about science, I think it's cool. I think it's cool we try to, as humans... Use science as a way to explain nature and to explain um, the natural forces in play. I get it. We're using that as a way to help us interpret these things. And that's cool. It's fascinating. However, me personally, I don't need science to confirm a lot of things for me because some things are just common sense. I don't I don't i don't need that but i get it so again when you talk about a genetic predisposition and that means your likelihood of developing something that can be true but there is no final stamp it is not written in stone that because someone in your family got some disease suffered from whether it's Alzheimer's, whether it's diabetes, like, that is not, like, I just don't know any, well, I do know some worse things to think. But that's just horrible, horrible thinking. And so when you, when you, when you adopt those thinking patterns, when you take on those vibrations in your life, you are essentially earning your illness, if it hasn't happened yet, it will and it's going to. This is one of the dangerous things about keeping your mind flooded with what's going on on the news, what's going on on television, what's going on with these so-called, you know, experts. You know, same thing with, with flu season, like people really get scared. All you have to do is whether it's Ebola, whether it's was it Ziki, Zikia, um, whether it's uh, whooping cough, First and foremost, we underestimate the ability of our immune system to do its job. Mostly because our immune systems are not functioning in this optimal state. But the key piece, and I spoke on this Friday, I believe, the metaphysical piece is a spiritual component. It is the mind power that you have to direct your life in any way that you want it is why you can look at studies where people i gotta find this study i gotta find it it was um they had a group of people right so group a they were told that They had an illness and they were soon to die. That They had a very brief period. I don't know if it was within three months or whatever. The other group of people, and I believe these people all had, they really did have an illness. A life-threatening illness, right? But the second group of people, even though they had the same illness, they actually told them that they no longer had it. That they had been cured they not not necessarily been cured, but I guess their test or whatever, they were clear. It they cool. They're they they are no longer positive. They're negative, right? And I don't have to tell you the results, because the results are those who they gave the death sentence to. The number of those people who died. <laughs> Far superseded those from the group that they told no longer had it. So, what changed if their physical condition was the same, if they still had the illness? How is it possible that you can just tell someone they're going to die and they believe it and they ultimately die, and you can tell someone else they're not going to die and then they believe it and they continue to live? How is that possible? believe there's power in belief you cannot get you cannot allow another person to tell you what your destiny is i don't care what it is you get i don't care if you get an hiv diagnosis and that's complete and utter bullshit i I will i will pull i got the receipts, so don't argue with me on this okay you research it for yourself But whatever. I don't care what diagnosis you get, no other man on this earth or woman on this earth can seal your fate for you, but you. So when I say you deserve to be sick, that's what I mean. You have brought you have brought that on yourself. You have played a role. I don't care how much it hurts your feelings. I don't care how much it hurts your feelings. And people will go on and on and on about... And they will give scenarios of people who didn't deserve it. I mean, hell, who deserves it? Well, I guess you could say some people deserve to be sick based on how they've lived their lives and treated people. But to me, that makes the argument even more. If it was simply about what you deserved and didn't deserve... Why would God allow so many great people to suffer in such a way? Why would God sit back and allow? I mean, you praying and praying, praying, right? Don't you think at some point God would let up? You ever thought about that? You, you praying and you believing and you doing all of these things. And it's saying, and you know the line that everyone uses, "Oh my God, it's always the good people. It's the best of us. Those who are given and kind." Why do you think that's so? You think that's God's will? That doesn't even make sense. And if that is God's will, you need to check your God cuz he owns some other stuff. You mean to tell me let you, and I'm only I'm only speaking <laughs> from the voice of the masses. You mean to tell me the world is as bad as you say it is? And we need as many good people as we can get? And God will continuously allow the good people not only to leave this earth, but to suffer before they leave? How can you explain that? How? And there's only one way. Because we've played a role. We've played a role. I am telling you the numbers right now I am working on I'm so behind like I just have so many articles that I've started on a blog and I haven't had a chance to finish but you know and I'm just breaking this cancer thing down because it's just baffling to me like we know more about a stupid irrelevant presidential election that we know about how to heal our own heal our own bodies well everybody can't know everybody can't know how to heal get their body shut up this your body if you don't know nothing else i don't care what else is going on if you don't know how to take care of your body Yeah, I know we're all gifted and have different expertise in different areas. But if you don't know how to take care of your body, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. People are offended when I don't go on their little raggedy cancer walks because it's bullshit. All right. They ain't looking for no cure. I don't know how many times it takes for you to wrap that around your simple little mind. It ain't happening. I got the deets, okay? It's already been a cure. There are several cures already. It ain't rocket science. Cancer can't thrive in an alkaline body, okay? Can't. You remove the environment that's conducive to cancer growth growth, and the cancer can no longer thrive. It can no longer grow. It can no longer survive. It's simple as that. I got the article coming. I got it. But in the meantime, research Max Gerson. You research Harry Hoxie. Research. Research uh... of. Oh. Gosh, can't think of his name. Gosh, I can't think of his name. I should start having notes. I gotta get more, I gotta get more together with my podcast. <laughs> but I, I got it coming. I got it coming. Like it's already been a cure, and all of those who have been cured. Oh, um, uh, burn, 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 that's his name. Ah, Bernzisky. Burn, i know I'm not pronouncing it right. But he's still, he's, he's still alive. He's um, I wanna believe, I, I think he's still operating here in the country see most of these people have been ousted they have been attacked they have been killed they have had to take their practices out of the country to mexico like get your head out of your ass i don't know how much more this country has to do i don't know how much more the government the government that has poisoned its own people that's giving its own people syphilis conducted experiments and you you really cannot wrap your mind why why would they have a cure and not tell us come on come on because we don't make no money from that why why would they silence those who are healing healing themselves and healing other people every day why ask yourself questions so you mean to tell me, you're going to earn your sickness. You're going to plug your body with a bunch of crap. To be fair, some of it is environmental. All right? We're we just living in a toxic world. So you breathe air in your home, in your car, outside. That's why it's your job to detox. Of course, the better you eat, nature is going to help you out. Water is going to help you out. Fruits and vegetables are going to help you cleanse your body. Right? So that does play a factor. But when you do these things, when you, there's a formula for sickness. You, you follow all of those things and then you will go to a doctor and let a doctor tell you. In order to heal your already sick body. We're going to give you more poison. We're going to give you more chemo and radiation. That we already know causes cancer. I don't know what's more ridiculous than women. Going and putting their sensitive breast tissue. On a radiation machine. And doing that on a regular basis. All in the name of prevention. I mean, you know, if it works for you, by all means. I ain't here to tell nobody what to do or not to do. I'm only trying to challenge you to think, that's all. Think about what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. And I'm telling you, whether you like it or not, sickness is earned. You earn it. You earn it through your actions and you earn it through your thoughts. In the same way that you earn it. You can rid yourself of it the same way. It's just that simple. And I can't help anyone. There is no one. There is no healer. There is no holistic doctor. There is no um, uh, practitioner that can help anyone who doesn't believe that they can be healed. That's why I tell people, if you believe in chemo, then go get it. You might as well. Cause ain't nothing else going to work for you anyway. Your belief alone is going to override any, any other thing that you try to do anyway. You're going to be fearful. If you're fearful that you're going to die without the treatment, then you got to go ahead and get it anyway. Like chemo. It's toxic. It's a poison. It's on record. It's a poison. They got it from World War II. It was mustard gas. A freaking Poison. They have convinced the masses. And people want to walk around like, and this is no disrespect, I promise you. Because I I, I believe almost everyone knows someone who has gone through this whole cancer thing. And it's only going to continue to get worse. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. And we walk around like, yeah, so-and-so won the fight and -and so-and-so lost the fight. It really has to do with the condition of your body it really does some of us our, bo- our our level of toxicity in our body is so much so that the chemo is going to take us out the the chemo is is killing not only the cancer cells it's killing your health, your healthy cells right and it's going to take you out and you will do better to not even get the damn chemo you will live longer just having the cancer and vice versa there are, <clears throat> there are those of us who. I lost my thought. <laughs> I cracked myself up. I lost my thought. What was I talking about? We was talking about the chemo. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I just, you know, I I don't know how you wrap your mind around. We, that's what I was talking about. Those who who don't survive. The chemo takes you out and those who do survive, your level of toxicity may not have been as as severe as the other person's. So your body, your you had more healthy cells, more your 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 cells were able to thrive. Despite just think about this. Let me just venture off here for just one second, if I may. It takes your hair out about it it takes your hair out howdy hail <laughs> can something heal your body that takes your hair out all of it gone i mean when i see people suffer it is the problem that i have that angers me is Although there is some ignorance in the medical community And there I believe are some doctors and practitioners Who really believe in this This is what they were taught and they believe in it There, there, there is just a section Of these doctors and practitioners Who know Who know What this is doing to your body To people's bodies. They know the likelihood of you surviving And let me tell you something about the survival rate this is how you know this is just a bunch of bull. The survival rate is only based on you surviving. This is this is how they calculate the survival rate in regard to cancer and chemo and radiation. You only have to survive within a 5-year time frame. You can die after that. And it's you will still be considered a success. You will still be considered a survivor because you you still feel Within that five-year window, I don't know what it, I don't know. I I don't know. I I am um, I don't know. I feel many of us. Many many. The the truth of the matter is, if you're listening to this, half of the people right now. Statistics say fifty. You got a fifty percent chance of getting cancer. I would say, based on our our living habits and our lifestyle. I would say that percentage was higher than that. And, you know, what pains me is that one, it's avoidable, it's preventable. And that these sorry ass people will not speak to any prevention. They don't speak to prevention. They don't. How can you talk about a body health illness and sickness and never talk about nutrition? To see cancer patients who are allowed to bring in and and eat fast food mind-boggling to me it's really not because that's just the nature of the beast you have to follow the money It, it is more beneficial for you to be sick i don't know how many times i gotta say that it's more beneficial for you to be sick cancer is a billion dollar industry it ain't going nowhere you know why because when people Speak the way I'm speaking. When people try to help people, they're the main ones that's trying to <laughs> cast them to the pits of hell. And that's why you just got to let people do what they do. And that's why when I say you deserve to be sick, you deserve to be sick. And ultimately, you deserve to die. We all. This this is us. I'm not excluded. You earn. That's what deserve means. You earn it. There is something that you do. You are an active participant. That's, again, it's not going to sit well with a lot of people because we're emotional. And our emotions are going to cause us to reflect back to the people we loved and who we lost. And that's going to seem like a disrespectful thought. Like, why would you say that? I would never believe that. I would never accept that they deserve that. And you can call it whatever you want to call it. You know, even even if these, you know, your loved ones were going under the advice of a doctor, ultimately we are all responsible for ourselves. Ultimately, God gave us all a brain. We all have to be responsible for our actions. You know, I used to believe in the whole taking advantage of people idea, but I don't believe in that because ultimately you cannot be taken advantage of without your consent. We have been conditioned in such a way that we need approval of others. We've been conditioned in such a way that we as a divine, like how in the world can you believe you have God in you? How in the world can you believe that there's a divine spirit flowing through you but don't believe that you have the mind and the common sense ability to assess what's right for you and what's wrong for you. That hunch that you get, that gut feeling that says, "No, I don't I don't feel comfortable with this. This is not right." What do you think that is? Where do you think that comes from? The time Is passing for us to say we didn't know. Is something they used to say in church. To know to do, to know to do right and still do wrong, is a sin. It's damnation to you, damnation to your body, damnation to your soul. It's consequences. Yes, you have the free will to do whatever you want to do. You can smoke. You can drink. You can have as much sex as you want. You can eat whatever you want. You can bacon it up, bacon donuts and bacon ice cream and, 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 you know, whatever else that suits your fancy. You can do all those things and feel good about it. You have the right to do that and nobody should bother you about that. Just be clear. That there is a universal law of cause and effect that's always in play, and we all have to answer. Ignorance of the law does not absolve you from the consequences of your thoughts and your actions. And you can pray all you want to pray, and I keep coming back to prayer because I, I just know I know this thing too well because I set in the church and around religious people too long to understand the strongholds that are on people that religion has gave us a free ticket to just do whatever the hell we want to do and not accept any responsibility. And then we have the nerd to get sick and say it was God's will. Lord, the Lord told Uncle Bobo too soon. No, Uncle Bobo clocked out too soon because he chose to. He chose to leave here early. He chose to destroy his liver with alcohol. He chose to destroy his body. He chose to allow the world to beat him down, to mentally deplete his life force. He chose that. We're all choosing every day. It may make you sad. It may hurt your feelings. But until you can get to the place where you look yourself in the mirror and you say, I am responsible for me, everything that I have in my life right now, and everything that I don't have, it is, has been on me and it is on me. And it's just that simple. No one gets a free pass. You got to answer. And in my opinion, that to me (laughs) is when you... What it really means when we speak to having to answer for the deeds that we've done. Your body, but more importantly, the universe is always keeping record of your thoughts and of your actions. And you reap what you sow. If you sow death, you're going to reap death. You sow poverty, that's what you're going to reap. You sow unhappiness, that's what you're going to reap. You sow sickness, that's what you're gonna reap. And you can coon by y'all around here all you want and you can tell your whole family to pray for you and you can go to church and you can do all that stuff and that's cool because I'm gonna tell you right now when I when I look around in the church, I see sickness, I see overweight, I see depression. I see defeat. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Well, bro, that's why they there. That's why they there. You, th- you supposed to open the door, let the sick and the shut-in come in. Well, damn, at what point do you heal yourself from that sickness? You coming in sick for 10 years? 20 years? 40? What, what, what's the cutoff? I'm just asking questions. That's all. Don't mind me. I'm just asking questions. And I will end it with putting it right back on myself. The reason right now I am two years in and I am still trying to heal my digestive system. Even with me being a vegan. Even with me feeling, figuring out this mental and spiritual aspect thing. Even with me um, you know, being in the best shape of my life. There was damage that I did to my body. I did that. I earned the damage that I did to my body. I earned it. You can blame it on how I was raised. You can say, well, that's not fair. You know, your parents made out of no. Well, you know, poverty was easier when you don't have money, you know, to fall in these types of things. You can blame it on whatever you want. But life doesn't begin to change until you start owning up to everything. No exceptions. You own up to it all. That was me. There are things that I am dealing with right now. I can't speak on, but I will. As soon as um, some legal things get panned out, because it's a learning experience, I believe. But there's some things that I'm dealing with now that I earned. I, earned, I allowed things to fester. I allowed myself to be in a victim mode. And I and I earned. <laughs> I earned what I'm getting back from that. I don't get a free pass just because now I'm better, and now I, I should you know I'm good now, I didn't know then I was ignorant, then, come on, no, no, you don't get a free pass because you're ignorant, and that's why even more so, when you know better, you gotta do better. You gotta do it's so important. Our families need us, our children need us. It is not fair. You know, when I think about sickness, just think of the burden that you're putting on others. Not only yourself, but on others. What was that quote? I said it the other week. We are not living longer. We're dying longer. We're dying longer. To be on this earth and to be dead for 20 years? And I want to blame someone else? We got the keys. Again, stop talking to me about some doggone God. And then in the same breath, talking like, well, I don't know what to do. I I it's you know, it's so terrible. As if everything is outside of your hands. Then who is this God that's within you? What good is that God if you can't use it? To activate some power. What good is it? That sickness. You deserved it. You deserve it. If you're in it right now, you deserved it. You earned it. The question now is, what you going to do? After you've acknowledged your role in it. Whether in this realm. Whether in this lifetime. Or the lifetime before. Now what you going to do about it? Because the moment that you accept defeat, the moment that you accept, I don't care what you say, Rook, This was not my doing. Why would I want to bring this unto myself? The moment that you continue to accept that your life and the results that you're getting is due to something or someone else outside of you, you can rest assured that you have placed your anchor right where you are and you will never move from that spot. I can guarantee you. Guarantee you. But. On the flip side. The moment that you realize. This life is on me. And ooh baby. I got the power. To shift this thing. Any way that I see fit. I can turn this thing around. I can begin to activate some of this magic. Ooh. It's on then. And you no longer have to live in fear of sickness. You no longer have to live in fear of illness or disease or death. And that has been my light bulb. And my light bulb is that it's only until you're no longer afraid of dying that you begin to live. And essentially what that means is you release the fear. You release the fear. That's, that's, that's what it means. So it doesn't matter what the world is doing. It doesn't matter. See, part of the problem that bothers me about trying to give knowledge about what's going on with our food, whether it's GMOs. You know, you can talk about the, the ground And the earth being depleted of his minerals and so on and so forth. This is for informational purposes. This is not for you to go in panic mode. Don't you get it that defeats the purpose? See, that's where the spiritual comes in. The physical says, I do all that I can do to the best of my ability. Then the spiritual says, you have to believe that the universe is conspiring on your behalf. You have to believe, as long as we've been on this Earth, what do you think people have done? What do you think when people lived in just desert land? Where do they get food from? How do they survive where Where were the you know nutrients from their you know green vegetables? So the porn is not to give you information for you to go into this place of fear, even when it comes to the water. Yes, you want to drink the best water that you can, the best that's available. That's what you do. If your best is not the best, you don't trip over that. You don't even give thought to that. That's when the power of the mind and the energy, y'all, this this thing, I get so hyped. Because when I start to really think about like this is freaking magic, like I really have the power <laughs> to speak into a thing and give life to it. And as I think back over old school families when we think about you know, soul food. And it was like, well, how was it that, you know, Big Mama and them used to cook and we used to eat all these things. And, you know, not only was it good, but, it, I mean, it just tastes so good, but it made you feel so good. And and how are we able to be okay? Not not a lot of sickness. Well, it's two pieces that at one, there's a different type of eating the eating that they were doing, okay? The meat, when you grow, I don't eat meat, but if you... If you're going to eat meat, you're talking. it's a lot different when you grow your own meat. You process your own meat, you kill your own meat, you cook your own meat. There's a lot of difference when you're talking eating things from out of your garden versus something out of a box that some factory has put together. But that's only one piece in it. It was something about grandma. You could give everybody her recipe, but could nobody fix it like her? That's the energy she put into it. Like the literal, literally, like this, literally, there was an energy of love that she put into that. That's the beauty in cooking for your family. That's the beauty in, you know, it's cool to go out and eat every now and then. But there's something that you're able to put, especially as a woman, that feminine energy and love that you can put, the healing energy. Over the food that you prepare. Which is why other cultures. And I didn't know this. Actually eat with their hands. You you come into net, g- direct contact. With the food that you're eating. There's, in, there's information that the food is giving off. You want to get the texture of the food. Right. You want to feel it. You you want to. There, there is. If you've ever seen the diagram. Of how energy flows through your body. I, I can't remember what it's called. But. That's what our body is. Is it's a channel channel of energy, channels of energy that comes in contact with the food. <laughs> You've got the power. Is that's the that's the point of what I'm saying? You have the power to put your thoughts and your energy and your power to affect everything that you think, everything that you Not only think, but everything that you do and everything that you eat. That was really the secret behind praying over your food. You're speaking. You are speaking life into the food. You're speaking blessings and wellness into the food. If that's spooky to you, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I guess, you know, you don't have to bless your food. But you got to believe. I got to wrap You got to believe that you have to believe that when you hear instances of E. coli and um, salmonella poisoning and all these other things, you really believe that you've never come in contact with any of those things? Of course you have. Of course you have. Why didn't you get sick? Could it be one, your immune system did its job and was able to 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 fight it off, the way it was supposed to, the way it was designed to, and two. Might have been your energy in play. You think that too deep? No, <laughs> I ain't gonna go deep with it, y'all, because I my mind. Goes a million Miles a second And I'm just fascinated With life and I'm fascinated With the secrets of the Universe and how this thing really Really works And Again Take ownership Whatever you got going on Take ownership Even, I mean, whatever it is, I'm specifically talking about your body and your health, but take ownership. You've earned it. You have earned it. Now is the time to switch that around. Now's the time to do something about it. Now that you got the keys, use them. That's the thing. We, we don't all have it figured out. I certainly don't have it figured out. I'm still a work in progress. But I'm fascinated by it all. I'm fascinated to be able to heal myself. To know that I've done it. To know that I went to a doctor and I said, you know what, doc? I got it from here. Because you, you, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm going to trust myself on this. I'm going to seek some higher guidance. And I'm going to go from there. Trust yourself. Take ownership. And trust yourself and your ability and your power to change your life. To heal yourself. You have the power to heal yourself. And I'll just put it bluntly. If you leave here prematurely. If you suffer unnecessarily. It's your own doing. It's your own doing. And so that's why you shouldn't be mad. And you shouldn't be sad. Because on a spiritual level all of us. Have a say in when we clock out of here. And I know that goes against what we're taught, because we're just taught, oh, it's God's will. But on a spiritual level, we all have a say in when we clock out of here. So that's all I got. That sickness you got, you deserve it. <laughs> Until next time, y'all. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Project Rook podcast. Remember, you are your greatest assignment. Until next time.